welcome to this edition of the Alabama Historical Association's podcast program. I'm your host, Marty Olaf, and I talk with people who conduct interesting research and do interesting things concerning Alabama history. You can find out more about the Alabama Historical Association, a membership organization devoted to Alabama history, by pointing your browser at our website, www.alabamahistory.net. Today's guest is Gail Thomas, president of the Alabama Historical Association. Gail has been very active, not only in the Henry County Historical Group, but also with her husband, Ron, conducting a project by which they record historical markers throughout the state. Gail, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. Tell me what you're up to as the Alabama Historical Association president for 2013-2014. We're going to have our pilgrimage in Tallapoosa County Friday, October 18th. We're going to Bob Daniels' home, the fire tower, the museum, and we're going to have our reception at the Ginkgo Manor. We're also going to visit the Universalist Church in Camp Hill. And then on Saturday the 19th, we're going to meet at Horseshoe Bend and have our program there. There's the Heidlers will speak, Catherine Braun will speak, Obi Jensen, the park ranger, and Doyle Sapp, the park superintendent, will speak. And then we're going to tour the battlefield. And hopefully we will have some living history to accompany our visit there. You designed this particular visit to be part of the Becoming Alabama celebration. Well, yes, when we found out about the various things that we would be celebrating within about a five-year span, the 200-year commemoration will be in March of 2014. So we wanted to get a head start with showcasing Horseshoe Bend and the battle there. So in case some of our members who attend the pilgrimage decide to go back for the commemoration. Right. They can visit both times and have a very nice time visiting the park. When you began thinking about places to stage the pilgrimage, how did you decide on Horseshoe Bend? It had been some time since the Alabama Historical Association had been to Horseshoe Bend. I think it was sometimes in the late 70s, maybe early 80s. So I was looking for some place that we had not been lately, and then, of course, it helped to have the 200th anniversary happening around the same time. Who did you contact first to begin getting this ball rolling? Catherine Braun, because she is so active with anything involved in Horseshoe Bend, and so she gave me some advice and people that I needed to see, and I contacted them. Before I knew it, they had my whole weekend planned. They were very excited that the Alabama Historical Association was coming to their county. The Tallapoosie Historical Society was very excited to hear that we cared about what was going on in their little group and the things that they had done to preserve history. They own their own museum. That, to me, was very impressive. Yes. That's going to be part of the visit. Yes, yes. Going to go by and see the museum. museum. Mm -hmm. They have wonderful artifacts there. And they have some working pump organs, and I was actually able to play one. (laughs) So what else you got planned for your presidency? We're going to Scottsboro in April 2014, the 10th, 11th, and 12th. Ann Shambliss and her group is helping plan everything that we're going to be doing there. And we're going to have a unique experience this annual meeting because we're going to visit Russell Cave. The Alabama Archaeological Society is going to present a program at the cave for us to enjoy. We're going to Scottsboro Boys Museum, several depots, and a couple of houses. 
All of this is going to be on the Friday afternoon of the tour. Thursday and Friday. Oh, Thursday and Friday. When is Russell Cave? She's planning that for a Thursday afternoon. We're also going to repeat the idea of the workshop that we had in Eufaula. Uh, my Jackson County group really wanted to bring that so that the people in their area could hear the same program. And this was the Making History Public workshop yes. that Mark Wilson had put together as the pre-conference workshop at the Eufaula meeting in 2013. We realized that there are some public funds out there. If you know where they are and how to write the grant, you will be eligible for it. It doesn't say you're going to get them, just that you can apply for them. I wonder if the Alabama Historical Association might host a talk about things like the Kai Kendall Award for Best Local Historical Association, who's won it, how they've won it. Um, they had Bobby Joe Seal there last year mm -hmm. uh, to talk about how you organize a local historical society. And he did a fabulous job. We thoroughly enjoyed I was impressed with what's been done in Shelby County in preserving history and all the projects that they have completed. One thing that he did mention, their group will sell you a nice certificate if you can prove that your family is a pioneer family from Shelby County. And it's a nice little framed certificate, and uh, that's one of their money-making ventures there. And I thought that was a really neat idea, so we explained that to our local county historian, Larry Smith, and he says, yes, that's a great idea, so we might just steal that one. The people in Henry County seem to be very interested in their early settlement, having been mm -hmm. one of the largest county at the time of statehood, covering parts of nine counties. Uh, all of southeast Alabama at one time was Henry County. That's why they call Henry the Mother County. Mm -hmm. And it was broken up, reaching its current size in 1903 with the formation of Houston County. And Henry County people haven't quite gotten over that yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> we have not. <laughs> we uh, still hold a nice grudge. <laughs> <laughs> you and Ron have done this project looking at historical markers published recently in Alabama Heritage. What would you say to people who were interested in historical markers? It was a good way to see the state and see how people lived, the abject poverty of some areas and the opulence in other areas. But our job was to locate each one of our markers in each county and get a street address and get a GPS reading. We did that in all the counties except eight. When I was elected vice president, that's been put on hold until I get through this year. Then we want to go finish West Alabama. We learned so much about Alabama history, like in Bullock County is the oldest continually running garden club in America. It was established in, I think, 1847, and it's still active today. But it's really been a challenge to do all that and, and an adventure. We thoroughly enjoyed it. We found in Butler County they had not been kind to their markers. Out of nine, only three still existed at the time we surveyed the county. I understand now they have a new marker to replace one of the markers that was missing. So I, I need to go back and check on that and make sure they did it nicely. <laughs> now, how did you figure out where these markers were supposed to be? We have on our website for the Alabama Historical Association is a list of each county, and you click on the county, and it will take you to the markers in that county. Just by reading the text, you could get an idea of where it was. On some of the markers, it did say Highway 21. Well, Highway 21 is a long highway, but that did give you a clue. Also, just by reading the text of the marker, if it was marking a dead town, we went to the old maps, the antique maps that are on 
on the website and figured out where the different little communities were, but at least narrowed down the search. Then we would go to sheriff's departments and mayor's offices and anybody that would talk to us about where marker was. In one little town, Vance, Alabama, there was a missing marker. We went to where we thought it was supposed to be. Well, it was not there. There was a service station, so we asked this gentleman standing there, do you know where such and such marker is? He didn't have a clue where that was, but he says, the mayor lives right there. So we went over to the mayor's house, knocked on the door. The mayor came to the door. He says, oh, yeah, we have that in storage. We took it down because we wanted to make a flower bed with the curb, and he says, we're either going to reinstall it there or put it up on the hill where the little civic center is. He says, but it's in storage. So when we go back to our car, the little man that had talked to us initially said, he tell you where it was? And we said, yes. He says, I knowed where it was, but I wasn't going to say it. At that point, it dawned on Ronnie and me that when we were asking about our marker, they wouldn't tell us what had happened because they were assuming we were the marker police. So we had to learn after that to say, we're looking for a historical marker, not our marker. Were you looking for all historical markers or just the Alabama Historical Association markers? In the beginning, in our home area of Henry County, there's a group called Historic Chattahoochee Commission who is responsible for putting up most of the markers. So we were doing both the Historic Chattahoochee Commission. We found a few Alabama Historical Commission markers and then ours as well. So in the beginning, we were doing all of them. But as as we got further and further away from the area that Historic Chattahoochee Commission serviced, all we did find is our AHA markers and the Historical Commission markers. And did you find very many private markers or very many local markers? Huntsville, Florence, and Troy University in Troy. How long has this project been going on? Since 2008, when I first went on the board. And I was at my first board meeting, and Debbie Pendleton announced that she would like for all of us board members to check on the markers in our local county and do a GPS reading for them. She says, we have been putting out markers since 1947, but we don't really know where they are. So I got involved in that, and we just kind of ran with it. Nobody else was doing it when we finished with our home area, so we just went all over Alabama. How long do you think it might take you to finish off those eight counties? Well, see, we haven't been able to do anything in the last year and a half. So probably less than a year, I would think, because we're all in one little area over in West Alabama, and there's not that many markers over there. I think Demopolis, uh, Marengo County probably has more than most of the counties over there. When you go out to survey the markers, do you plan to spend two or three days out? Yes, and we'll spend the night. Ron's a mason, so sometimes we would even combine it with some Masonic meetings that he needed to go to in a certain part of the state, so we uh, kill two birds with one stone. You also have been heavily involved in the Henry County Historical Group. We're a very active group. We've had several projects that we've done. The more memorable ones are the ones that we've had the most calls about is when we marked cemeteries. When people would say, I didn't know there was a cemetery there until I saw your sign. And lately we've marked the old post offices, dead towns. And our next project is going to be to mark the crossroads. You know, when I was growing up, Daddy would say, okay, that's Willis Crossroads. Well, there's nothing there to tell you that. And that generation's gone. It's up to us to mark those. 
is anybody doing any research to bring together stuff that you might find in the Heritage of Henry County book or anything like that? Not in the Heritage of Henry County book, but Larry Smith, our county historian, has done extensive research in the old newspapers and by word of mouth. He's interviewed anybody, the elderly people, before they had passed away. So he's gotten quite a collection in his office and in his head that needs writing down. A lot of it he has written down, but uh, he's still got a lot in his head. That you can talk to him, and he just begins to tell you the whole story about a certain area, a certain person. It's fascinating to talk to him. Is that where you're getting a lot of your information about where to mark these things because Larry knows where these things are because of these uh, interviews and this research he's done? Yes, and my dad was 40 years old when I was born. He and Ron had a very close relationship, and Daddy would remember this. Uh, Either his daddy had told him or he just knew about that because he was alive at the time that these little crossroads were still thriving and all that so with Ron and Larry working together they've come up with a pretty good idea of where all the crossroads are that's going to be really interesting to mark uh, the problem we run into is when we have a sign on a state highway they're really particular about it, where you put the sign and what color it needs to be and that's the state department of transportation state, that's they're not really happy about our marking anything on their right of way we have to be real careful with that but our county road department does not care the problem there is you have tractors with the big equipment all spread out and when they meet a car well the either the sign goes or the car goes, well, the sign's going to go, so we've, we've had to reinstall some because of that. What percentage of signs do you think gets damaged? What? I wouldn't say it was that high, maybe 10%. Well, what else is Henry County Historical Group up to? Right now we're planning our annual meeting. We have usually half of our membership will come to our annual meeting. When is your meeting this year? The first Saturday in August every year in Abbeville in the United Methodist Church Family Life Center. And there is a Civil War probate judge in Henry County. His wife died before he did, so he bought for her a fantastic spire marker. Very impressive. And the lady that's doing the research for uh, the cemetery restoration in Abbeville, Sylvia Clark, could not stand it that he was in an unmarked grave. We raised the funds to mark his grave. And so we tried to have not a tiny little marker just to say it was marked but go ahead and get a comparable size for him that cost a little more to do it that way but the end result was worth it because his marker and her marker are about the same height and my great-grandfather who was the first white child born in henry county was in an unmarked grave for years my grandfather was blind and the people that marked the Confederate soldiers' graves came by and wanted to offer a marker for my great-grandfather. They took my grandfather to the cemetery, but he couldn't tell them enough because at that point he could not see. So they declined to mark the grave. So our group plans to mark Robert Gamble's grave in the near future. Henry County Historical Group puts out the Patrick Henry Orator. Yes. Has this annual meeting, has been actively marking cemeteries, will be marking crossroads, and obviously now marking graves. Right. We really like our new version of the orator. For several years, we used a local printing company. And, uh, he went out of business, and we found Tri-State's Graphics, and we've been very happy because he had the capability of printing it in color, so it's uh, much more impressive. I think we're about out of time. My guest today has been Gail Thomas, current president of the Alabama Historical Association for 2013-2014. Gail, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me.
having me. Thank you for joining us today. This has been another edition of the Alabama Historical Association podcast program. Our music is the traditional tune, Whistle By, performed at city stages in 1996 by James Bryan and Carl Jones. It's provided courtesy of the Alabama Folklife Association, which you can find on the web at alabamafolklife.org.